Welcome, 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 party people, to this extra interesting, fun episode of Fun Heavy. So today we have an an, uh, interesting topic, and the topic is interesting. The topic is potting. We say it suspensefully, but it's like. When people click on it, it's like the word is the title. I know. Is the- <laughs> that is true. Maybe we should. Start- Are you ready for the title? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about partying today. And, uh, you know, partying is like quite a thing. So, um, gals, how should we even commence this topic? Because, first of all, what is partying? I party in the shower, you know, and I've been going to parties. And, you know, what is it? What does partying mean to you is my question. Yeah. And why don't we introduce ourselves that we do it as we do it so that people know whose voice is which. Okay. You're like, I do not want to be confused with Ani. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So obviously that's Ani. (laughs) Okay, go go ahead. No, you go first. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jaleesa. And... I forgot the question. How do you define partying? Like, what is partying to you? Okay. Hi, I'm Jaleesa, and (laughs) I would define partying as having fun in a group setting, usually. Um, But my favorite way to party is to put on some Bollywood music in my Mm -hmm. headphones Mm -hmm. and dance by myself. So... You know, I think there's a range of it, but I do think that when people think of partying, they think of alcohol, they think of group, a group of people, and they think of debauchery. Yes. Debauchery. Mm -hmm. Yep. I hear that. Jill? Hello. This is Kelly. Partying to me, we like picked this right. All of our topics, as we've said before, we just picked them immediately before we start recording we're not really preparing immediately Uh, and yeah i guess partying to me as i'm thinking of it off the cuff is yeah people like usually dancing there's usually music there's usually substance of some kind there's usually like celebration and um a certain quality of i think like you said like debauchery like a certain quality of letting loose <laughs> i wouldn't debauchery. use debauchery oh, yeah i wouldn't use debauchery <laughs> i think that's like a judgment of the letting loose but that definitely can turn uh yeah, there there definitely more... can be debauchery yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. correcting me on debauchery i feel like either one i don't know what it means or two people don't know what it means <laughs> i own literally like what I define debauchery as is the episode of Spongebob where they go for oh the panty God. raid and they're reading Mr. Krabs's mom's <laughs> panties. Very specific. Because <laughs> they were reference. like debauchery. I've never heard that word until Spongebob. So anyway, yeah. Um, so here's the thing with partying in me. So when I was younger, uh, I didn't party in high school. I was like really scared too. I had a pretty strict dad. And so I was like, nope, not going to party. Um, 
but like really wanted to. I felt like there was like this wild woman in me that I have yet to ever express. And I was like, but what does it mean to be wild? And I wasn't aware that there was any other way to be wild other than to party. So I was like wanting to tend to that part of myself so hard, but like didn't know how and had no other tools or understanding of like what it would be like to actually be kind of like primal, whatever. So um, then, you know, a stereotypical story, gal goes to college, never really did that much. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> really fucking sent it. And so I, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And also like my experience was with partying was this like portal to access different parts of me and try on different masks and also to connect with people because, uh, my experience with partying back then was like, I would drink and I would, that was how I would connect with people and how I felt comfortable expressing the parts of myself that I never got to, um, or never chose to because I was too scared. So, um, then it became this kind of like weird relationship where like, I felt like I couldn't connect with people unless I was partying, unless I was drinking or like, you know, getting stoned or whatever. So I was like, I kind of, I wouldn't be able to fully have, um, an initiating, like I couldn't initiate conversation with people or connection with people unless it was in that space. That sucked, you know, mm -hmm. but also, um, I think it was really necessary. I think it's kind of like this way of claiming. So that is like, so partying to me, partying is a portal. Partying is a portal and it's a portal to whatever it is that you are experiencing in your life. For me, it was a shadowy thing. Um, but to other people, it's full celebration. It kind of depends on where you're at inside. Wow. Partying's a portal. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So yeah. Um, but now I define partying pretty differently. Um, I actually am doing like, have you guys heard of the sober curious movement? Yep. I think it was coined by the one, uh, Ruby Warrington, who is a gem. Um, she, I know she just wrote a book on it and, uh, I love that whole, that whole thing what is because it? basically it's like, from my understanding, I have not read the book, but like from what I'm deducing, it is that it is, um, you're sober curious. Like you're not like fully claiming, like, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to do, you know, but like, it's saying that, you know, I, I am uh, curious about what it would be like to connect from this space because mm -hmm. like I also noticed that when you connect with someone in a space where you're like kind of blown wide open energetically by drinking or like, you know, whatever, then um, it's not an authentic connection. It's like really easy to trauma bond in that space. Mm. It's really easy to um, feel everything they're feeling and then you feel slimed afterwards. And like, uh, mm. yeah, so I, I actually haven't drank alcohol in a, in a really long time. I like to drink like a cup of cacao and then <laughs> go on my merry way. And yeah, that's, that's been my relationship with partying and it, and it's turned into way more of a, of a celebration and also a reclamation of the times where I was really lost in it. Um, and it felt really shitty and scary. And now I'm like going and I'm hearing the same kind of music I would listen to back then. Like mm. when me and Kelly went to, uh, this new year's celebration, <laughs> <laughs> there was like this DJ and she was playing like really heavy beats. And that was like my shit for a while. And, um, <laughs> I was listening to it completely sober and I was like, Oh my God. And I was able to like actually feel and like move my body when I couldn't do that unless I was 
some level of fucked up um, mm. in a in a former experience. So it was like so freeing and it was really cool. Um, so yeah, that's partying to me now is like actually feeling from a rooted place instead of a blown open yeah, place. Yeah, that's funny. Jaleesa, I didn't, we didn't ever hear about your New Year's or tell you about ours. It was interesting. That makes me think of like what you said about this is my experience now. And I feel like that was like technically the last time I quote unquote partied was with you on New Year's. And it was like this conscious ish. Uh, That's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> like three white men playing reggae. And we were like, wait, what? Like doing the accent when they were speaking. Like, uh, like it was debauchery. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's debauchery. <laughs> no, I I literally looked up the Google de- definition and it's like excessive sex and alcohol. So it's definitely not what I thought it was. Oh my god! And they said that in SpongeBob. So yeah, debauchery. Okay, cool. I feel like Sick. You can have different. Well, so just like to finish my thought, this party, like I wore. I remember, like I put on that like tie dye pink bodysuit. Love it. Um, and then I was like, but wait, I thought, cause I thought we were going to like ecstatic dance a bit. So I was like, oh, I need to be like flexible. So I put on this, like, what is it? Like a jumpsuit ish thing that like went over it Mm -hmm. and, but it was like flexible. So I was like, I was like doing myself up, but I also like wanted to be comfortable and flexible. It didn't really turn out like that, but we had, we sat down and had tea and I was like grounding my energy the whole time Mm -hmm. to like deal with the crowd like we were dancing, we had like enough space. I, I kissed a stranger. Oh yeah. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> what? They're, like they, yeah, they came up to it was this <laughs> debauchery. <laughs> debauchery. Yeah. It was our night of debauchery. <laughs> oh man! But it was like it was so like he literally came up. He's like, "Hi, would you like to dance?" And he had this like jersey of something, but like unbuttoned and like jeans on he, uh, he was an interesting yeah he was, he was attractive he was like, and it was also attractive. the first moment i realized that jerseys had buttons so I had no <laughs> idea but anyway go it's on like a baseball jersey or something. he's like hello would you like to dance i was like oh sure and we danced and he was a he was a good dancer and then like it was right it was like not that um much before midnight and then I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'd like to have, like, a midnight kiss. Like, I'm not super sprung by this person, but they they seem like, you know, like, they had a nice energy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think maybe I'll ask them to, like, do you want to kiss? And then they asked me, they're like, Kelly, would you like to be my midnight kiss? I was like, sure. <laughs> it was, like, so, like, so grounded and consensual. And I think that's an interesting thing to think about. Like, you can have the same sort of, like, magic vibe experience i mean i wouldn't i actually wouldn't um qualify that as like magic it was like it was yeah it was pretty good it was fun you fun night you related it to washing your hands <laughs> let's let's just not forget <laughs> she's like honey came up to me well first okay let me finish so he's like do you want to be you want to be my midnight kiss i was like sure and then i was like okay we're gonna like peck first and then like feel it out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't just go like going straight. I usually, if I'm going to kiss someone, I usually need to like feel their energy, like make out with their energy for a while before I actually, um, lock lips. And, uh, yeah, it was like, it was fine. I think what those kind of things often are, which is like, you're so new to each other yeah. anyway, but yeah, it felt kind of like washing your hands with like lukewarm water, like washing your hands with warm water, like feels good. Washing your hands with cold water, like doesn't feel mm-hmm. good. Lukewarm water is like kind of neutral. Yeah. 
that's what it felt that's like. That's beautiful. But yeah. like that, that technically was partying, but it was like very grounded. I went to sleep before 1.30 a.m. I woke up without any sort of anything. We had drank tea. Yeah. It, you know, like it wasn't. Totally. I did shower before because I feel like that helps with uh, like getting rid of excess energy and shit. Yeah. Julissa, do you um, do you have a history of partying? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, let me tell you something. So when I was in high school, I think it was my first year of high school. Um, I, this is going to sound weird, but I was like really popular in middle school and grade school. <laughs> and in of high school, huh? Of course you were. And in it's high beautiful. school, I like rejected it. I like wore an army jacket and like Doc Martin boots like every day. And I was like, mm. like I like snubbed the popular girls who were like, you know, there's like this thing where you're supposed to be friends with the friends group that you had the year before, but I snubbed them. And I had my best friend who was at a different school. So um, what had happened was I was invited to my first like cool kids party. And my friend at the time, she liked to drink. And um, we would drink like her parents. I can't believe I'm saying this. We would drink her parents alcohol and like dance in like with a disco ball in like this edition of her house. Right. So this was like an wow, updated version. Sounds- and so basically, um, we, we tell my mom we're going somewhere else. So yeah. me and my friend walk to the party. It's a bunch of high schoolers that I go to high school with. She didn't know anyone. Um, but everyone was hitting on her and I was just in the kitchen, like growing out with the guys that I go to school with. And I look over and my friend is like throwing up all over herself and the guys are like you got to get her out of here like you can't have her here like and i was like are you kidding me like she's sick what am i supposed to do with her because I, I i've never really dealt with that before um and so they were like well she can't stay here like you guys can't stay here and i was just like wow okay so we literally get kicked out of this party i carry her back home but on our way back home she's she like she like went into the bushes to pee behind this like electric box thing and then passes out and I thought she died. Literally thought she died. Cause wow. I just like had never been around Whoa. people. I'd never been around teens who were yeah. drinking. Like I have a family full of alcoholics, so I'd never been around like teen drinking. So yeah. I call my mom bawling. She's on a date, mind you. I call my mom bawling, like, I'm so sorry. I lied to you. I went to a party, mate. She's dead. Like <sighs> like I was like, she's dead. Like I think she's dead. Whoa. And my mom was like, my mom was like, oh my God. And so she comes from her fucking date to like rescue me from behind the bushes. Um, And it's like a whole debacle because it's like, do we tell her parents? Do we not? Because she had really strict parents. And like, so I was like, cool, I'm good on that. That was my party and I'm done. So I literally was like 10 (laughs) minutes of a party Um, and then like a traumatizing (laughs) situation afterwards. And that was that. Then I went, then I was like really into vegan activism and just like kept on my straight. Well, then I started smoking a lot of weed, but that's neither here nor there. So that's my experience (laughs) with partying. (laughs) Um, As an adult, like I stopped drinking when I was 18. So like as an adult, I don't drink. Um, I don't think I've ever actually been fully drunk. So that's 
that's a thing. I cannot but I picture feel like, that. I feel like I party all. all the time. I feel like I party by myself all the time. I feel like people just hanging out in a living room with music is partying. I think, you know, me with a good book is a party. I don't know. But I, but I also get it. Like I, I get the appeal of like, because one of the things that Ani said was like, oh, I didn't get to like exercise like the primal part of me or whatever, which I don't really agree that partying is like a primal thing, but I do think it's a way for people to test their boundaries around other people and like blame it on alcohol, mm-hmm. which is really strange to me. Um, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my, my experience was for being primal. That was like a me thing, not like an everyone thing. Like that was how I got to like move my body in a way that I wasn't so in my head about it, which I think I see that a lot in other people um, and like different clients that I work with is that like, they're like, oh, I can't really move my body or like do things unless Mm -hmm. I turn off my thoughts and how they do that is through drinking or smoking or drugs or like whatever. Um, because that, that's just like such a, um, it's really hard to turn your cortical control off, which is why I'm such a fan of breath work, because that's how I turn my cortical control off now where I don't need to be in my head and I can be in my body. Um, but the, the whole paradox here is that like drinking and, and partying, um, when you're using substances takes you out of your body for an, but what you really want is to be in your body. At least that's what I see in my lived experience and other people's lived experiences that I've worked with. So that was like a me experience of like wanting to be primal um, because I didn't, I was like really into like, you know, I have to be like palatable and I have to be like, you know, beautiful. And like then, but once I would like drink, I would be in the kitchen with my best friend and we'd turn on bass nectar and just be head banging. And like, I mean, like, I'm not saying this in like a, you know, whatever I'm really mean. Like we would be like on the ground, just like, like just like going for it because it felt so good to like get that out of my system. And like, that was my only way I could like access it because I didn't have any of the tools or like, you know, uh, cortical control. Yeah. What does that mean? So cortical, <laughs> like, like your prefrontal cortex is like your thinking. It's okay. in the front of your brain. And it's like, you know, it's like that is just your thoughts. It's like being in your head. Um, it's why a lot of people have a lot of trouble, like really dropping the captain, into the cortical control room cortical is out. Control. out. <laughs> captain. Out of juice. It's out of juice. Oh, my God. So that's why like a lot of people have trouble dropping into sex because, you know, they're so in their head and like, you know, the the ways to move that is through movement, breath and sound, which is why I personally love to go to parties because I love movement. I love breathing and like kind of like ecstatic dance. Like I think that's why I love ecstatic dance so much as it feels like a celebration and there's that movement, breath and like sounding all of it. And I can be that. But now I ha- I have more like freedom there what, that I, I built. Um but yeah, it's, it's an intense thing. It's like what you said, Jalisa, remind me what you just, what you said, your last point was, um, people doing things. Um, I was to, talking about people pushing death. their limits. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, that's the whole problem. And that's like the partying culture, like the, especially, um, what I've seen in college is just so <laughs> not okay, you know? And like, that is where a lot of people go through, like, a lot of really traumatizing shit because of that, uh, that 
What is the word I'm looking for? Not experience, but like stigma, not stigma, but like thing. It's almost like a, it's like a protocol, a college protocol. Like you go to college and you party and it's like, yeah. And it is very rooted in our, yeah, it's very rooted in our culture. I think that has a lot to do with our puritanical roots. The fact that we limit the drinking age to 21 and we make it, we make it a lot sexier than it actually is. But with that like law, and the way that college works, like where you, uh, for a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people are going off and it's their first time living away and they're surrounded in, in a space where everyone is of their age and like are having this similar, like that's not a, that's not the way like university is in most of the world. And mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting, like perfect storm Yeah, in the U.S. with, yeah, partying. Can I talk about my partying history now? Please. I, like Ani, was like a straight and narrow high schooler. I used to be like the designated driver for my friends. And I I would never like outwardly judge them, but I would like silently judge them. Oh, you're like, I don't do this and you're doing this, but I'm going to like help you and drive you home. I had a (laughs) large stick up my ass. Uh, And then in college, I, I went to a Christian college. It was like a pretty progressive, like chill christian environment but still like yeah most of my friends some of my friends partied and like drank but most didn't and then like me and my friends would go to parties sometimes and they're always like there would be some people drinking and we would like dress up but we would like dress up ridiculous like it was a really funny like very like christian um thing in my head like looking back like we would we had this like dress up thing like a costume closet in our house and we would just look ridiculous and go to these parties and and I think part of that had to do with we didn't I okay I'm speak for myself like I didn't really know how to be in a vulnerable space where I could see someone I was attracted to and maybe like dance with them and like mm-hmm. be sexy yeah for example which sexy for me is like its own uh, yeah it's its own thing but um yeah it's really funny like we would go to these dance parties and just like act a fool and be be like weird sober women in really weird outfits like that and it was really fun like Mm -hmm. it was it was a blast um and yeah I didn't drink until like I went to Europe as a 20 year old and I remember (laughs) pretending uh Oh, you're like, oh, yeah, this beer's good. And it was disgusting. I hated it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> oh, my God. I could barely get it down. By the end, I liked it. By the end of the month. Um, but, yeah. it's And substance, I think especially, like, I bet a lot of people listening to this consider themselves, like, highly sensitive and empaths. And, and that, like, substance tends to affect those people and us in like more intense ways and I know I yeah I don't really drink that often like I can enjoy it but it mostly like being drunk is really overwhelming to me yeah. and I feel everything more I don't understand how people say it numbs like I don't get that it makes me feel Kelly, everything more yes I have this <laughs> same experience like if it numbed I would drink sometimes <laughs> like oh my god I have what about oh Jill you you don't really you've never really fully been I've drunk, drunk, drunk like five or six times in my whole life. Really? Yeah. 
That's, I mean, it's not like a, you know, but it's just yeah. like, it, it's really intense and overwhelming to me. Yeah, I feel uh, similarly. And for me, like, I'm not, I'm not against drinking. I have nothing against it. I, I think that every single thing provides something for someone. Um, and it can be used as medicine. In fact, I just met someone uh, who wants to bring ceremony back to drinking wine um, because like so much of like the spiritual world is really like not for drinking. And she's like, I, I really want to like reclaim this. And uh, yeah, so I, f I thought that was really cool. Um, it's definitely served me sometimes, but like most of the time in my experience, it just didn't. Um, and the thing about like drinking is in my experience is that it brings up anything. I'm like, they don't call them spirits for no reason. Um, uh, each one of them has like a certain frequency mm -hmm. I've noticed. Yeah. And I've noticed similar sure. patterns in like people who prefer one kind of liquor and like what comes up for them when they get too drunk. And it's mm, really interesting. So it's kind of just like a little social, uh, noticing that I've been doing, but, um, I'm tequila. What does that say about me? Um, so like they call tequila, like liquid sunshine. And so people who tend to, you know, I, I actually don't have the experience of, um, meeting people who like tequila and like, you know, they get super horny. That's like a thing. Like I don't actually, I've never really like, I just see them. It's just yeah. the only alcohol that I understand that's a stimulant or yeah. that's like stimulant ish, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Cause yeah, the booze makes me tired. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, my experience with alcohol, like when I, if I do want to have a drink, like it's the same thing. I think it's like being this sensitive has let me, like I can drink one kind of tea, like chamomile tea, right? And feel the energetics of that tea. I can feel what it does for me. For me, chamomile actually gets me super turned. Like that's I so like, funny. I get so energized and I'm like, oh, you know, like, it's just like, it feels like I'm drinking. That's my liquid gold. Like I'm like, oh my God. Um, and then like, but if I have like a glass of wine, I take two sips and I feel it like it's so potent to me. Um, and I love me a single malt scotch and I think there's something so sacred about it. And <laughs> I have this, uh, teacher in my life where we sit in front of a fire and pour scotch and we just connect over it. And it is the most beautiful ceremony ever. I haven't done it with her in such a long time. And I like, but I'd be down. And that's why I feel like I'm more like sober curious than being like, oh, I'm like not for any of this. And I also think that, yeah, back to what I was saying, like it amplifies what um, people are already going through. It, it kind yeah. of takes off, it takes down people's walls which I think is the appeal of it for a lot of people, but then also their boundaries, which is like where it's like not okay. Yeah. Um, and so it just leaves you like this really exposed human. And then like all of this, like walls are not necessarily, or like boundaries are not a bad thing. Walls, you know, um, I built a wall between me and my primal sexuality back when I was uh, experimenting with all of this. And that wall would come tumbling down, but I also wasn't ready for it to tumble down. There was a reason why I had those mm. walls. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's my, that's my download on that. This is turning into an episode about more about substances than it is partying. Cause like partying yeah. doesn't always have to include substances. Yeah. But I mean, I think we've made that clear. It's like partying is yeah. what you want it to be. Mm. 
I think that a party is not a party unless there's a tribute to George Michael. <laughs> and that's that. Um, go ahead, Jalise. I think people... The fascinating thing to me is like people who go and, and they party every weekend. And that's like part of... That's like a ritual for them. Um, yeah. And I, I think to say that there's no value in it would be naive but i also think the value in it is like not satisfying because if you're having to do it so often and so excessively to the point that you get sick and you like can't function the next day and like all that stuff i don't know to me that seems really difficult mm -hmm. i feel like i mean if we take out the alcohol part like i also like can't be in loud music without like wearing earplugs and like oh, i don't really yeah. like strobe lights like i don't like there's so many things about yeah. like i love dancing and i love letting loose and i love the scandal of it all but mm -hmm. the environment is so hard for me to be on it's so hard on your body and i'm like why would you spend your like your time to recoup like your weekend just like really destroying your body but literally the release for them is worth it and i think that's where like the wisdom is in partying is that like we all need a release and we all need a ritual and like something to make us feel alive and for some people that like partying is the one thing that they see or have access to that helps them do that so i think there's definitely a need for what they think they're getting out of partying. But I think that all of the side effects of what partying, at least in America and in most places is, is the detrimental part. And also I've, as I've been traveling, I've noticed that like binge drinking isn't really a thing um, no. in Europe as much as it is in the U S I mean, on new year's people were getting kind of drunk, but like not, I mean, it was like towards the end of the night. I don't know. It's just like, there's not really, a binging sort of thing. I think that there's also a thing in Europe of like release and community and like communication being a consistent thing, whereas it's not in the US. And so I think people need to get it all in in one. Cause you know, I think the combination that creates a party is like community, some sort of like substance or release or something to like get you in a similar energy as the people around you. And then some sort of like, you know, movement or, um, community activity so i don't know i think i think partying could definitely be replaced but i think all the people who have been dependent on it to like ignore their problems and also to like be shitty towards other humans i think they would all i think it would really disrupt them and their lives and that's really fascinating to think about yeah i hear you but i want to push back on that a little bit too because that's like, that's one limited perspective of like a certain group of people who party on weekends. Like as someone who I actually, I still love to party. I love to go out. I love the strobe lights. I love everything. Like I love loud music. Like I love these things, but, and it, it is a release to me. Um, and me not like blowing myself open with like alcohol and things like that. Like I feel really grounded in it and it's, it, feeds me like it doesn't feel detrimental to my body it feels really nurturing to my body it feels really like I feel connected to my body and um yeah it does provide that community like you were saying and that connection and um for me like I you know I love going to like silent discos and like just like having the headphones on and just like shaking what the good lord gave me like I 
I live for it. And I love all of the theatrics of it. I love like, you know, how, how much effort people put into it. It is very, it is very ritualistic. Like, mm. you know, when I create ritual in, in my circles, like there's so much effort that goes into creating the space and making it really beautiful. And like, when I go into a party or a club, like, and just see how, uh, how well done it is, like, uh, and just making the scene something that feels like a very sensual experience. It's really, really powerful. And me and Kelly recently went to a house party. We for- that was the last party, wasn't it? Wasn't that after oh, New Year's? Yeah. Was that after New Year's? No, I don't anyway. know. But anyway, um, it was a wicked <laughs> trip. Like we were, again, had cacao and we were just like dancing in the basement. And then at one point, though, I did feel really overwhelmed because there was like people who were really like out of their bodies and it felt that creates a feeling of unsafety in me still that I'm still working on and working through because like I, it's not always true. Um, but it was just, it was just so much fun before any of that happened. Like it was like people just like doing their damn things and people just being so undeniably human. And like, you know, I really jive with that. Um, so yeah, for me, partying can feel really nurturing when I'm honoring my own boundaries Mm. and when I'm listening to my body's needs and like not pushing it's I think it's like when you push yourself too hard to try and keep up with the party that it gets like yeah this sucks you know I was just realizing that there's a lot I feel like there's a lot of things that I have really different experiences with like in the country and outside of the country and like bars for example you were saying how you feel really good when you exercise your boundaries like here, if I go to a bar, unless it's like a really chill bar, if it's like 7 p.m., like I want, like I can spend like 40 minutes and then I'm good. Like then I feel overwhelmed by energy after that. And it took me a really long time to realize, oh, you don't, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to spend more than an hour. You can say to like a Tinder date, uh, let's go on a walk, like, mm-hmm. or let's meet here at this time. Um, because yeah, it's really different. Kind of like Jaleesa was saying, there's an energy. I think because people, I'm just like real at having this kind of epiphany of how, yeah, alcohol like break busts you open. You're, you're very, um, you're not particularly like responsible with your energy. And, and a bar is just like full of a bunch of people that are trying to have some sort of experience where they're like, yeah, their walls are coming down a little bit, but mm-hmm. then their, their stuff is leaky everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's me. That's me. Partying is like 40 minutes at a bar. Like, bye guys. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> um, how about when you did the ab bikes in the club that one time when we went to the club and <laughs> Kelly starts dancing and like Kelly's hot as shit. And so like, obviously like a group of like, they're like fellas come like circling around and then Kelly's like dancing and then she just gets on the floor and just starts doing ab bikes. And they were like, did that. they had no idea what to do with themselves. It was so fucking funny. I do that at most. It's yeah. Great. Like anytime there's a circle that forms, I'll do something or like do like fake um, break dancing. Oh my God. It was so fucking It gets funny. them every time. It's funny. So I'm just, I had a little epiphany as you were saying that because I do really well with shadow work that's where my priestessing is highlighted the most and maybe that's why I feel like pretty solid in those spaces because I can like I feel like that's it it nourishes me it brings me the deepest pleasure to if I if it's in alignment with where I'm at in that moment to like priestess those spaces so I'll even go you know I I teach this to my clients a lot too like 
take your something on a date. So like if I, I take my ideas out on a date and I'll take my idea to a bar and like court it and I'll have a Negroni and I'll sit down and I'll like write out my idea and just pretend like and I'll buy a Negroni that I won't drink for my idea. And I'm like, don't leave me. Like, I'm going to charm you. We're going to go do this together. Uh, and like, just be with like, just like literally court this idea. So I spend time in bars. That's like really sacred. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how I've come up with a lot of my best ideas. Um, and it's, yeah, it's also, it, it feels, um, empowering to me to like be in my own space in a place where that stuff is happening. Um, and I'm like a total Persephone archetype. So I just feel like that makes sense. I'm just like kind of in the shadowy underworld, just like chilling, like drinking Negroni. <laughs> yeah, that's my what, experience. What's the best party y'all have been to? However you define it. Uh, I think, um, I think my favorite part, my mom throws great parties. <laughs> Dude, your um, mom is the freaking best woman. I can't even stand it. <laughs> I can she, only imagine what her parties are like. She throws parties for everything. Like I'll I'll come home for a week. She's like, oh, I'm throwing a party. All my friends are invited. I'm like, can I invite like one of my friends? She's like, I guess. <laughs> you know, she's just like, it's her thing. Um, but the food is good and I it's comfortable and like I'm chatting with people. And sometimes there's hookah because there's usually a lot of Arab folks, and sometimes there's like weird fancy alcohol, and sometimes there isn't most of the time there's cupcakes. So it's like, it's nice because Aww. I feel like it's mostly intellectual um, stimulation, which is my fucking jam. So I think that mm -hmm. those are probably the best parties. And my mom's going to listen to this and like fall over and like die and like accept it. Like it's an Oscar. Well, you know what? As she fucking should. <laughs> Heidi deserves everything. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jill? Hmm. Thinking... The vision I have in my head is of when I used to live in Bethlehem, I would go to a lot of Palestinian weddings. And most of the weddings were divided by um, like men and women. And but there would always be like the women would be in this uh, like community center. And then the guys would be out on the street, like outside. And we would always go up on the roof of the center and like watch the guys dance. And it was wild. Cause, and this is in like a refugee camp in either refugee camp specifically. Uh, and though like the level of, <laughs> of energy that like everyone used to dance and, and have mm -hmm. fun and release, which I think probably a lot of that was related to like living under, shitty Israeli occupation and like having a lot of stress. Um, yeah, it was just wild. And then like in the, in the center dancing with the women, um, that, that was something like I had to, it took me a while to learn how to dance, but it was like more sensual. Mm -hmm. Um, like where belly dance came from, from what I understand, like that general region, uh, and there's just, yeah, I don't know. I it's, there's like an ambiguous quality to it that, um, even though it was like separated, it was very, very sensual, very like tapped in and really fun and really like letting loose, 
Um, and that's the vision that I get. I don't know if it's like the best party I've ever been to, but like those weddings stick yeah. out in my, that's in my beautiful. mind. What about you, Joe? Yeah. Armenian parties are always fun and just with the dancing and like everything like that. And, uh, um, any party that is a good balance of like intellectual conversation, like Jaleesa was saying, and then also like time to like move your body at the same time works for me. And I usually like, feel that on like I could usually go have like pretty good intellectual conversations at like clubs I don't know I don't really have like a particular party that sticks out in my mind but that's that's that partying let's party a night of debauchere with us fun but heavy you're my kids right here with us yeah, thanks for uh, partying with us and, you know, getting all wild with us. It's going to be, debauchery is going to be in my, like, vocabulary for the next week and a half. Oh, we have the thing. This one? No, 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 the syndrome. Hold on. Oh, Not the mallets. Um, I can use my... What is happening? Yes. And that concludes. Okay, you guys, wait. Do you know what that reminds what? me of? What? In Princess Diaries, when her bet her quirky best friend is doing her podcast and then she hits the gong. Or she wait, oh, is it the gong? Oh my god. No, no, she has like a little No, she has like I think it's she has a little um oh my god, xylophone. And yes. it's like yes. oh my god, so good. So anyways, also, I that was a party. understand why these things are great because it sounds like I know how to play this. Dude, singular reason why I got it. <laughs> Look at is Anya virtuoso at the hand drum? <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a great this week. Was a party. We love you. Bye. Um and also like um share your experiences with partying and your thoughts and everything with us on social media at fun, but heavy on pretty much every social media platform. So, you know, figure it out. You'll, you'll notice if we're not on there. Um, and we love you and thank you. And, uh, you can rate this podcast on Apple music as well. And, and review together, and subscribe. Yeah. And, and together we're creating a community that we could all party with and have a lot of good times. <laughs> So Goodbye. So long, Marianne. Bye. Bye.